Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Remotely Effective, a show where we talk about working from home and in distributed teams. In this episode of Remotely Effective, we're going to be talking about staying connected as a team and considering ways to fight isolation even when we are distributed. Though we may be separated across different office locations or working with a team that is entirely working from home, that does not mean that we have to be separated in our communication. Just because we're not all in the same office does not mean that we need to be out of touch with one another. Um, And putting such a strong emphasis on this in an early episode to some uh, may seem antithetical to a show that's primarily based around uh, working in remote environments. Uh, Working from home or in a remote team or distributed, depending on what your setup is, whether it's multiple offices or people that split their time between an office and home, uh, allows us to find the work situation that best fits us. It encourages people to, to find the scenario that works for them. But just because we may not be in the same office or interact every day face to face, that does not mean that we cannot keep a more human connection. In fact, I feel this type of connection benefits uh, not only team morale, but actually overall productivity. Uh, teams of all types should, should work to maintain uh, camaraderie and a sense of unity, even if you're in an office. That's something that not only... Uh, benefits the overall health of of the individuals that are part of the team, but it also helps everyone work together more effectively, I think. Uh, But when the team is distributed, when you're not all in the same office, when you don't see each other face-to-face and you can pick up on the social cues and you hear the little bits about how people's days are going and you hear, you know... Uh, conversations and and run into people in the hallway and and uh, build connections uh, over time by seeing people face to face. When you don't have that, when you're outside of an office, special considerations should be made for building connections and strengthening relationships on the team. And when I talk about this, I'm not talking about some sort of uh, touchy-feely, we're all just one big happy family type of environment. Uh, Not at all. Our work is a business. Its goal is to provide uh, service to others or product to others, which other individuals deem financially beneficial enough to pay us for. But just because it's a business does not mean that there isn't a benefit to getting to know one another as a team and staying connected. 
And when we are connecting, even at a surface level to one another's lives, it can lend better insight into the ups and downs of the members on our team. It allows us to plan better for future workload. It allows us to create a more enjoyable work environment when there is a a bit of transparency and allow people to let some of their personalities hang out. And this isn't about some creating some sort of ultra relaxed work environment where people are trying to simulate like a dorm life or something like that. Because I, I have heard of work environments like that where things are maybe too relaxed at times. And, and that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about where people feel comfortable enough to be honest and candid with one another, even when they are maybe going through some hard times in their life or they're having a hard time on a project to really build that type of depth in a team takes time and effort and requires us to be intentional about building those relationships. So if we do have a physical separation as a team, what are some ways we can stay connected? One of the best ways I think we can stay connected and, and build uh, you know, a more human connection with other people on our team is to have off-work topic channels in our chat systems. Slack, for example. Uh, but it may not be Slack for you. I'm just using this as an example. And this can be completely off of off topic from work, or maybe it's just off topic from the projects that you're on. But I do find that having uh, off work topic channels for things like um, having a random channel where people can just talk about whatever they find interesting, like an interesting article they read long, uh, online or a random thing that happened to them that day that they thought was kind of crazy or interesting. Or maybe a Slack channel for people to share family photos or um, you know major events in their lives. Um, or maybe a channel for venting or, you know, uh, sort of, uh, in air, in air quotes, therapy or complaints. Uh, when we're not in a physical office, we, we can't just, you know, turn our chair around and kind of like complain to our coworker about, ah, this, this project didn't go the way I wanted it to, or, ah, this thing messed up, or maybe, maybe this interaction I had with someone didn't go as planned. I'm trying to be vague here because, you know, uh, it depends on all, all, all about whatever you do in, in your work, whether it's, um, client services or you do, uh, uh, product facing work or, um, it, those type of frustrations will all vary, but we need to have places where people can vent openly and honestly about them and create a culture where people can can share when they feel like things have not gone as ideally as they could. Off-topic channels can be a perfect place for that. 
When we don't work in an office, we don't have a water cooler. We don't bump into each other in the hallway. But these off-topic chats allow individuals to passively, passively observe conversations if they want to. So maybe people that are less social uh, just sort of lurk in these in in some of these off-topic channels and get to uh, uh, know some of the other people on their team and people that are more social that tend to vocalize things with more freedom will have the place to do so and have those needs fulfilled. Another way to allow connections to form is to have opportunities for off-topic calls. And I've seen these take two forms. One is extremely informal. Um, I will call them coffee hangouts, where you have an open call or a video call or you know a Google Hangout or something like that, where it's just open for a set period of time and people can come and go as they want. Some people can get their work done while listening in on the conversation or enter into other conversations. And this is a great way for people in all areas of the company, even across teams, to get to know one another, to have you know off off topic conversations. If you do, uh, you know, some type of tech-related work, you may be with your team or talk to them at least, uh, rather, um, you know, once a day sometimes if you have a daily scrum or stand-up meeting, but you don't always interact with people that are outside that, that particular project's team or outside your department. So off-topic uh, coffee hangouts are a great way for people to... Um, interact that wouldn't normally do so. And again, this is, this, it, this is uh, something that I would encourage to be open. It's not something that I would want to make a requirement. Again, people that are maybe more social would want to engage in these things more and people who just maybe want to lay, hang back and just get their work done and not, not hop on these type of calls. Maybe they don't require that type of interaction. Um, are free to not do so if they choose. So that's the first one. Uh, the second uh, opportunity for off-topic calls is uh, what I would re- refer to as a dedicated team call. And a previous organization I was a part of uh, did this, and it contributed a huge amount to the uh, life of the company, to the culture of the company, And every week they had an hour-long call where different members of the team would take two minutes to share what was going on in their work and if they chose to share more about their personal life. And they had a script that would randomly uh, pick uh, a set amount of people from the team to to take two minutes again to fill that hour slot. Um, And... It would be anything from the project that they were working on, maybe a side technical thing that they found really interesting to what their weekend was like and uh, going to the park with their family or uh, maybe a a major life change like uh, moving into a new house or something like that. 
it just allowed the whole company to uh, listen in on a call and at times engage. Again, there was a script that would randomly pick people from the from throughout the company to talk for two minutes, and it was an hour long call. And it was also uh, recorded, so if you weren't talking on the call, uh, you could listen back to it later at a time that was convenient for you. And it really, uh, really impacted the the culture of the company and created a very unique uh, cohesion all across the team, even though the team was 100% distributed. There was no central office. Everyone worked from home or a co-working space or whatever the, the space that they chose to work from. And the team felt very well connected. And I and that weekly team call was a huge contributing factor to that. So again, that's uh, for off-topic calls uh, I, I break those up into two forms, informal coffee hangouts and a dedicated team call where maybe it's a little bit more formal, you know, set amount of time for each person to talk. Um, and in addition to these off-topic calls and off-topic dedicated chat channels, there are a couple of services available that... Uh, are specifically dedicated to allowing people to connect and interact and not necessarily designed for just uh, the daily grind of work communication. Uh, one is uh, not work-related at all, necessarily. It's Discourse is a form-related software, and it's uh, pretty flexible and can be used for different types of discussion and stuff like that. And uh, it is an option for anyone who maybe wants to have an internal place to discuss stuff. And maybe it is work-related and maybe it's not. Uh, another option is Yammer, which is a dedicated social network for your company. Uh, it is owned by Microsoft and it, it's uh, very similar to products like Facebook and other social internet, internet works, social networks in that vein. Um, and also worked at another organization that used that in the past and it, it was, uh, pretty useful. You know, you can share photos and, and work updates if you choose and other, other things. And it has threaded discussions and stuff like that. Um, and another service, which is a little bit uh, newer and, uh, I used a beta version of it. It's, it's called Know Your Team. That's K-N-O-W-N-Y-O-U-R-T-E-A-M. And I will have the links to that in the show notes. That is Know Your Team. And it has a set of tools for uh, icebreakers and uh, one-on-ones and uh, thought-provoking cultural questions and social questions. And uh, it is a really handy service for building a workflow and structure for getting to know your team better. And that's both from a manager's perspective and also other people on your team. Um, Depending on how you set it up, uh, other people on the team can see other people's answers to uh, the given question or, or, uh, um, icebreakers and, and all that stuff. It's pretty interesting. Um, 
uh, it uh, largely is driven by kind of like notifications, like you can schedule uh, email notifications to go out on given days of the week or at other times for different types of questions and stuff like that. And again, these can be um, uh, more cultural or personal questions. And then also there's there's some features around one-on-ones. In addition to those tools that allow you to get to know your team better, uh, Know Your Team also has a community aspect where managers can interact with other members of Know Your Team, and I'm not real familiar about that part of it. I've only used it uh, um, as an individual contributor on a team and not a manager. So um, for what it's worth, um, and... Lastly, but certainly not least, uh, in addition to all these digital ways of building connections, the most important way to develop real relationships within a team is to get together on site in person. This should be looked at as an essential aspect of remote work. In fact, a compulsory one to life on a distributed team, in my opinion. Uh, Working together remotely can be highly productive, especially for deep work that requires a lot of concentration. Uh, For those times, you really need to move the needle on getting work done. But for getting to know one another and forming human connection, nothing surpasses meeting together in person. And this... uh, I've seen work very well in taking the form of a three to five day get together once or twice a year where everybody's all in the same location for several days. And this can uh, include uh, both work and social time. And nothing is quite like sitting down together Uh, over a meal as a team or getting out and experiencing an activity get together. Or maybe you have some brainstorming to do and it just helps to to get everybody in front of a a whiteboard or around a table and talk through some really hard stuff. Whatever you choose to do during this time, it is an essential aspect to building your uh, team members' connections. Um, And some things to consider when doing an on-site like this, uh, recommendations from from my experience of doing a a variety of these over the years. Uh, One is, I think it goes without saying, but um, make sure that it's a comfortable space for everybody to stay at. It doesn't necessarily have to be fancy, but um, asking your team to uh, take three to five days out of their life, possibly twice a year, uh, can be a big ask. So ensuring that people are comfortable and rest well while they're there is really important. You don't necessarily want people to uh, leave the week feeling drained because they didn't sleep well. So make sure that whatever lodging is available is... is, um, comfortable and the staff that are at whatever uh, location it is, whether it's a retreat center or a conference hotel, are accommodating. Uh, Another thing is 
I found it really beneficial to have meals all in the same location, if possible. So allowing the team to uh, have a, a central place where everyone goes for their meals all at the same time. And there isn't this dispersing to go out to different restaurants and you have to figure out how people are going to break up into groups, but allowing people to all eat in the the same area and it ensures that people can throughout the week uh, sit together with different people. So uh, there isn't this... um, teams only clumping together all the time and going out to a restaurant together allows a lot more uh, cross interaction between teams. And it also reduces the the sort of mental overhead of the week of just knowing that, hey, at this same location every day, um, possibly part of your lodging, will be able to go and the meal is going to be ready and my team is going to be there and I'm going to be able to find a, find a group to sit down with, possibly uh, maybe even uh, uh, continue a conversation from some other part in the day that is work-related. Uh, really beneficial. Uh, another thing is make sure to plan some time throughout the week for some form of social activity. And this can be, you know, maybe like a... Uh, a cheesy icebreaker of some kind, and it may feel kind of cringy, and and some of the team may be uncomfortable, but it it will help people get to know one another. Make sure to take time that's not just work related throughout the week, where um, uh, people can build relationships uh, outside of a, a dedicated work activity. And uh, I think that's about it for this episode. In summary, some ways that we can work to stay connected as a team is have off-topic channels in our chat systems, whether it's stuff for random things or family or uh, venting, you know, something that sort of imitates a a virtual water cooler. Um, Having off-topic calls available, whether that's a dedicated team call with a a firm structure in place where each individual talks for a set amount of time or a more relaxed uh, coffee hangout where people just hang on a call for a dedicated period of time and maybe get some work done or chat about some uh, non-work related things and Lastly, but again, not least, is make sure that your team at some point in time for three to five days, once or twice a year, can get together in person at the same location. Highly beneficial. That's it for this episode of Remotely Effective. And again, my name is Thomas Lattimore. Talk to you next time.